Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. Welcome to Top 5 from The Ray Taylor Show, where each week I rank movies, generally movies, in a variety of categories, from franchise to subgenre to directors and actors. In this episode, I will be ranking TV episodes in a season of a TV show. Uh, but generally, no film or TV episode will go unwatched as I break down my top five picks. So join me every Sunday for new episodes, and let's dive into the world of film and sometimes TV with top five from The Ray Taylor Show. In this episode, I am ranking my top five episodes from Poker Face, which is a murder mystery TV series on Peacock created by Ryan Johnson, starring Natasha Lyonne as our hero, Charlie Kale. This show follows Charlie uh, as a casino worker who starts off as a casino worker who gets caught up in, a, in several mysterious deaths while on the run. Charlie has an amazing ability to accurately call bullshit 100% of the time. Her ability is mixed uh, with her drive to understand the why people are lying. Uh, the why someone would lie is what drives her to solve these murders. Every, uh, uh, I'm sorry, a very unconventional detective Charlie is. something Somebody you don't normally see as a detective with a power that is very unique to her. It's a series that consists of 10 episodes uh, that premiered on January 26th of 2023. Each episode features uh, an inverted detective story format and follows Charlie as she travels across the U.S. encountering unique characters and solving homicides. Because each episode is a standalone episode, a standalone story, similar in many ways to an anthology series, I decided to rank my top five episodes from season one of Poker Face. Uh, this episode will include spoilers uh, for the show Poker Face, so if you have not watched season one of Poker Face, head on over to Peacock. It is a great show if you're a fan of Ryan Johnson, uh, such as the Knives Out movies. Uh, this isn't exactly Knives Out, but it has some of that flavor. Uh, not every episode is directed by him, but many of the episodes were. Natasha Leone plays, uh, she's a great lead of this show as a detective, and it is a show that has been picked up for a second season by Peacock. Uh, before it even finished airing. So it's a show that Peacock believed in immediately. And we will see again most likely next year. I recently finished recapping every episode of season one of Poker Face. Which if you want to check out my recap podcast you can do so. The Poker Face Recap Podcast presented by The Ray Taylor Show. Available on all podcast platforms as well as on my YouTube page, youtube.com slash inspired disorder. There's a playlist for my episode recaps of Poker Face. So let's get into my top five episodes. Half of the episodes that I love the most. And at the end, I will talk about some honorable mentions as the majority of these episodes are great. There's a couple that I just didn't like uh, that obviously won't make the list. But let's get into my top five. Starting off with number five, 
this is uh, one of this is uh, an interesting episode it uh she's in texas in this episode and it is an interesting i really enjoyed the kind of the creative nature of the murder that takes place and all of these episodes i should mention by the way are structured very fairly similarly like the first act of all of these episodes for the most part uh we see the murder take place uh without charlie in the episode yet we see the murder take place and then on the second act we are introduced to charlie and we see how she fit in to the story that we had seen that she is usually a part of but we just don't see how she's integrated into the story and then we see her solve these crimes in many ways she will approach people that are associated with the crimes and she will open up note telling them what she knows about the crimes uh she obviously her ability to call bullshit uh, she can point out when people lie. She calls out bullshit, but her need to uncover why people are lying is always the thing that intrigues her the most. And in some of the episodes, she has creative ways. They came up with creative ways in the show on some episodes to let the audience know when she's calling bullshit, even though she may be in a situation where she can't. Uh, so let's start. Let's get back into my fifth pick. Uh, this is episode three, The Stall, my fifth favorite episode of Poker Face. This episode was directed by Ian B. McDonald. This episode aired on January 6th, or 26th, 2023. This episode guest stars, as all of these episodes have different guest stars, which is also fun. Uh, the guest stars of this episode were Little Rel Howry, Howry uh, Daniel McDonald, Shane Paul McGee, and Larry Brown. The body count in this episode is only one. Some episodes, there's an episode that nobody dies. And then there's episodes where four people die. Uh, this episode, there's only one one death in this. Almost two. The second being a canine of the canine variety. Uh, but in this episode, Charlie arrives in Texas and is, fo and is uh, followed by a stray dog. She meets up with this stray dog who jumps into her car and she can't get rid of it. This is an annoying dog that only quiets down when it listens to when she puts on extreme right-wing talk radio. So we have ourselves a fascist dog in this episode. At one point, she stops uh, at a roadside barbecue, Boyd's Road, uh, Boyd's Barbecue, where the dog gets out and jumps on the tables and eats all the food. Uh, the owner, Taffy Boyle, one of the owners, demands that Charlie work, pay off what the dog ate. Uh, so she ends up temporarily working at this job, which as she is on the run, uh, running from Cliff, who is sent to go track her down from the first episode, uh, she's on the run and looking for jobs that she can work part-time, temporary to make some cash. So not only will this allow her to pay off what the dog destroyed, uh, but also allow her to make some cash as well. Uh, so she takes this temporary job and bonds with George Boyle, who is the head chef. Uh, George is moved by a film, Okja, uh, that he borrows from Charlie, and it kind of changes his perspective. It is a movie that is about animal rights, and he decides to quit cooking animals. Uh, which in turn, Taffy and his wife, Mandy, Taffy being his brother, Mandy being his wife, uh, 
end up setting up a situation where they pre-record a radio segment to give Taffy an alibi while he kills George. Uh, and Charlie finds the dog who and realizes on her way out, she finds this dog and realizes that this dog that has been hit wasn't hit by a car. It was hit by a piece of wood. Wood is used at this barbecue. So a lot of her tracking down the clues is her going around tasting the different kinds of wood uh, that are being used to smoke in the different places. Um, and she finds out that the wood that was used to hit this dog was also the same wood that was used to smoke George's trailer where he was found dead. Uh, she ends up confronting Taffy at the end and tricks Mandy into thinking uh, he's going to confess, which is kind of a brilliant wrap-up of the episode where she confronts the killer and kind of lays it out. But also in laying it out, she is also constructing a trap for them to fall into with the help of the radio announcer, who is also the different personalities on the radio station including the ultra right wing conservative uh radio show that the dog loves uh so it's a great ending to this show when charlie leaves uh austin dedicates the show to her and keeps the dog uh for himself obviously the dog loves him because he's the He's a black dude pretending to be a conservative, a white conservative guy because he knows the ratings will be good in Texas, obviously. Uh, a very satisfying conclusion in this episode uh, with Mandy in the cop car thinking that she's she's able to make Taffy take the fall for what they did together. And while she's in the car, uh, her confession that she made on thinking she was talking to Taffy is played on the radio and basically the cop sitting next to her hears her confessing to the crime, confessing to helping Taffy, colluding with Taffy. And, you know, they're on their way to the prison. It's a great end to the episode as well. Such a fun, the, the term, the stall, how it's described in the making of the barbecue uh, and how it applies to how. Uh, where the magic happens it's that moment where the magic happens in barbecue and it's the moment where the magic happens in this episode where charlie ensnares the two people and proves their guilt uh so coming in at number five my fifth favorite episode from poker face is episode three the stall moving on to my fourth favorite episode from poker face this is an episode where we see charlie Get her hands dirty. We This is an episode where, aside from the first episode, is where Charlie's life is put at risk. Uh, it's a fun episode. It's a creative kind of how these people go about committing their murder uh, is great. And it's also an episode where Charlie's perception of people changes in a big way. Uh, and kind of blows her mind. And it's also an episode where Charlie meets an ally that helps her out down the road on her trip, on her journey. So coming at number four, my fourth favorite episode of Poker Face is episode five, Time of the Monkey. This episode directed by uh, Lucky McKee. It aired February 2nd, 2023. Guest stars Judith Light, S. Apitha Merkerson. K. Callen, Reed, Bernie, and Simon 
Helbrig as well as Darius Frazier. The body count in this episode, two bodies. Uh, Charlie takes a job at a retirement community, uh, and she befriends two ex-felons, residents Joyce Joyce Harris and Irene Smothers. Right, they tell her their past in a cult uh, and the activism work that they did, and they talk about Gabriel, who's like the leader of this, and how they were raided by the cops. Uh, and in this raid, uh, one of the characters was shot in the back, thus paralyzed, so she is now in a wheelchair, and they went to jail. Um, Charlie recognizes that there is a new resident and finds out that it is actually Gabriel under an assumed name uh, who ends up, he confesses to these women, uh, apologizing for him ratting them out. The reason they got raided was because Gabriel ratted on them. So these two women seek revenge against somebody that they just recently thought was still they didn't even know if he was alive and when they found out he was the rat they want to get revenge the way they plan it out having irene sneak into his room from the bathroom the, the woman who's paralyzed climbing up scaling the lattice work on the outside of the building wearing like a floral Uh, clothing that acts like camouflage while she's climbing up so people outside don't notice her climbing up to the room in order to kill him swapping out the medical bracelet so it doesn't it's not detected by the nursing staff uh, when she kills him uh, because she puts it on her wrist so it's it's monitoring her stats instead of his and then how they fake his death while they're on a field trip it's brilliant It's also the episode where Charlie meets Luca, the FBI agent who is kind of sadly in charge of Gabriel's uh, witness protection and mistakenly put him in a retirement community with people that know his true identity and want him dead. Uh, So a great episode where Charlie uh, makes her connection at the FBI, which comes back later on in the season. Uh, The second body that uh, is killed in this two-person body count we have gabriel the second is one of the nosy neighbors one of the other residents uh that they want to keep quiet because she noticed them doing sex stuff with a zapper at the zoo and they use the same uh pressure cooker technology bomb that they were going to use in their domestic terrorist attacks in their past which is when charlie finds out that these two women were basically domestic terrorists and they were arrested before bombing a a student like uh, a student get together political thing i forget exactly what it was uh completely changes charlie's perspective of these two women that she had previously previously thought were badasses smoking weed with them having all this time the stories that they told made it seem like peace and love they just do drugs and have sex and play music and all this stuff meanwhile they're actually domestic terrorists and it's also the episode that has one of the best fight scenes between charlie kale and these two older women uh which is amazing it is so good so funny so much fun uh, a great episode absolutely and charlie almost dies at the end not only during the fight with the two women uh, but they also rig up one of the golf carts uh to explode that charlie narrowly 
escapes from at the end of the episode. A great episode, so much fun, uh, and that is why it is here. My fourth favorite episode from Poker Face is episode five, Time of the Monkey. Let's take a quick break from this episode to talk about attention, attention all, all Ray, Ray Taylor, Taylor show, show fans. fans. We're excited to announce we've just released a line of exclusive merchandise featuring original artwork inspired by the show. Our high quality shirts and biodegradable phone cases are a perfect way to show your support for the show and make a great gift for any fan. Plus, with each purchase, you'll be helping us continue to bring you great content. So don't wait, head on over to inspiredisorder.com now and check out the full collection. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll show your support by grabbing some Ray Taylor Show merchandise today. And now, let's get back to the show. Moving on to my third favorite episode. From the show, this is an episode that came later on in the series. This is an episode that has one of the higher body counts. Um, and this is an episode that finds Charlie fighting for her life more so, far more. In many ways, she dodges dying and in some ways does die in this episode. My third favorite episode from Poker Face is episode 9 escape from shit mountain uh this episode was directed by ryan johnson it aired march 2nd 2023 it is the penultimate episode of the season the guest stars of this episode joseph gordon levitt david castaneda and stephanie sue the body count i said was three there's one old body and two fresh bodies and almost i mean in some ways a fourth i mean not really a body but there is kind of a death of sorts that also takes place at the end of the episode uh at the beginning charlie has a little romantic fling with a guy in denver this takes place in colorado uh in the mountains in colorado outside of denver so we get to see charlie kind of have her love story in the beginning of this episode and then when the weather changes and winter comes and the mountains are covered with snow charlie's trying to get out of the mountains and gets stuck not only being hit by a car which was a crazy twist in the episode where i did not think it was her that got hit and then when you find out it is it's like whoa um and like buried under a tree then later stabbed buried under that same tree like charlie escapes death multiple times joseph gordon levitt is the most villainous he's ever been in anything i've ever seen him by far a great role performance from him as he plays like this uh investment banker that's under house arrest you have uh him and his friend jimmy who tried to cover up a an old murder so as there's an old body uh that they from their past from 10 years ago uh that they put in the quote-unquote spot and that is where they put charlie and she as she kind of survives crawls out of this place she finds a bone from this person and it leads them to she's also partnered with uh morty who is this sticky fingered pickpocket um who is kind of on Charlie's side, really on her own side. Um, and both of them are trying to survive as they're trapped in this motel while there is a blizzard and they're trapped on the mountain. So nobody can come in, nobody can go out. 
and uh, they're stuck. And it's a crazy episode where Charlie hit by a car, uh, stabbed with a knife. There's great flashback. The use of smells making somebody recall a memory from their past and how that is used in uncovering the truth of what happened is amazing. I love that aspect of this episode. Uh, the end reveal when uh, Trey go finally thinks he thinks he took care of everything, right? Thinks he's got away with all of it, and he gets back to his mansion, and he goes to clean up before his he lets the PO in. He, in cleaning up, realizes that when Charlie sliced his leg with the knife was done specifically to remove his ankle monitor so when the 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 reveal of him no longer having the ankle monitor on was great was so great and then you see where that ankle monitor is and see how that leads the cops like it's all these things that don't even take place in the episode but you see you see the the course of events that it's going to happen when Trey realizes that his ankle monitor is gone and then it cuts to a shot where the ankle monitor turns on again in the hand of Charlie who is under that tree with Jimmy's body and uh the woman's body perfect perfect love that so much so much of this episode is so great it's also an episode where Charlie's abilities because she's in a situation, I kept questioning if she even had her abilities still. If she was even able to call bullshit. And because she can't openly call bullshit like she normally does, she has to pretend like she's not tracking everybody's lies. Which I thought that was perfect as well. The end, the reason why this is only at number three and not higher is because... The very end, when Cliff is at the hospital, right, they track her down, right? The the kind of other death that happens in this is that Morty stole Charlie's wallet. And when Morty died, for all intents and purposes, the government thinks that Charlie Kale is dead. And when Charlie is in the hospital and sees that on the news, she looks at her bracelet and it says Jane Doe. She laughs like, yes, I'm dead. Like it's it, seemingly she's free because Cliff and and Frost will assume she's dead and she's she's free now. Cut to Cliff in the parking lot saying that he found her, which in the next episode, you find out that he went to identify the body and found out it wasn't her. If the end of that ep of this episode was done a little bit different and he it ends with him assuming she's dead would have been I would have liked this episode more regardless I I love this episode Charlie survives she gets buried alive twice barely alive ba like somehow survives so great a uh, very stressful episode uh by far the most evil character George Gordon-Levitt has been and uh you know amazing episode so coming in number three my third favorite poker face episode is episode nine, Escape from Shit Mountain. Moving on to my second favorite episode. I love all of these episodes on this list, by the way. Uh, but this is just the ranking. 
Uh, th- my second favorite episode is also the episode that sets everything up. Uh, and it's so good. It's not my favorite episode, but it is my second favorite episode. And that is episode one, The Dead Man's Hand. This is directed by Ryan Johnson. It aired on January 26, 2023. Guest stars Adrian Brody, uh, Dasha Polanco, and Noah Segan. Uh, the body count in this episode, three people dead, uh, two murdered, one suicide. Uh, Charlie, we f- when we first meet Charlie, she's working as a casino cocktail waitress in Nevada at some hotel casino, casino owned by the Frost family, right? And the Frost Jr. is running the casino, and Frost Sr. is the one that hired Charlie because he found out that she had this amazing ability to call bullshit. And before Frost employed her, she was going around the country gambling. Small small rooms, small games, uh, not trying to cause any kind of commotion, and senior was kind of enamored by how she's able to constantly win and figures out that she just has this ability to spot liars to spot bullshit and in this episode there's a situation where her friend natalie finds very illegal content on the laptop of a whale that is staying at the hotel natalie takes a picture takes a picture of the evidence of of what this is which i assume is child porn and is i think it's never explicitly said in the episode but that's the only thing i could think of natalie brings it to her boss to junior and he's like we'll take care of that i'll have to take the the you know get a hold of the fbi whatever whatever turns out that he ends up having cliff which is like his head of security uh played by benjamin bratt get rid of her get rid of her husband right to make it look like a murder suicide And this is Charlie's friend. So part of this episode is Charlie trying to uncover what really happened. This is her first murder mystery that she's uncovering. It's also an episode where Junior is using Charlie in order to scam this whale in a private game because he's finding out this guy's doing private games, taking money. So he's not spending money. He's not losing money in the casino. He's doing these private games. He's not happy about that. So he wants to scam this whale out of his money, get him where it hurts, right? And in the end, when Junior finds out that what Charlie did was expose Junior for rigging poker games and how news travels in gambling communities especially amongst whales especially amongst high rollers it basically meant that charlie blackballed the frost casinos she blackballed their casinos uh, by having this get out and because of that because junior was trying to prove to his daddy that he knows how to do stuff he ends up killing himself it is great it is a great episode it is so good and it's the one that starts everything off where you know she's on the run because frost senior says he's gonna track her down and kill her right so you have the head of security cliff throughout the season chasing down charlie which the final episode's really great because you see what the year plus has been like for cliff 
as he's tracking Charlie down. But my second favorite episode in the season, uh, in the series, is episode one, Dead Man's Hand. Great setup to the season. Great kind of thing that ends up getting wrapped up perfectly in the final episode. Um, so yeah, great episode, but only my second favorite episode of the season. Let's take a quick break from this episode because I want to promote, are you looking for a way to take your love of the Ray Taylor show to the next level? Look no further than Inspire Disorder Plus. As a member, you'll get access to a whole host of amazing perks, including the full week of shows, ad-free in both audio and video versions, a live painting archive, early access to the many faces, members-only discounts and deals a podcast back catalog with over 600 episodes but that's not all as a member you'll get access to my personal blog as well as my creative writing you'll also get the chance to ask me anything you want with all of these benefits and more inspired disorder plus is a must-have for any fan of the ray taylor show so don't wait go sign up now head on over to inspireddisorder.com plus and start enjoying all of the amazing perks of the membership. And now, let's get back to the show. Uh, my favorite episode, my number one favorite episode of Poker Face is episode eight, The Orpheus Syndrome. This episode was directed by our hero, Natasha Leone. This aired February 23rd, 2023. Guest stars, Nick Nolte, Cherry Jones... Uh, or Sherry Jones, Luis Guzman, Rowan Blanchard, and Tim Russ. The body count in this one is one of the highest. It's four body counts. There's uh, one old murder from 30 years before or 40 years, 40 years in the past, and then three, uh, three bodies more recent, which one of them is for sure suicide. The other one is kind of a suicide, but he was poisoned anyway. Uh, it's a great episode, so good, amazing. Uh, you have Max, who's a founder of a visual effects company, Lamb, uh, and it confronts one of his co-founders, Laura, over a tragic accident that happened at a, a shooting, a movie uh, shoot 40 years in the past. He uncovers that this accident wasn't really an accident and that she was involved. Uh, Charlie ends up befriending... Uh, the third co-founder who is no longer associated with the company, Arthur Lipton, who is played by Nick Nolte. And it's amazing the voice that Nick Nolte and uh, Natasha Leone share. Also, Natasha Leone's character in this, Charlie Kale, picked up a twitch from working at a bar, a barber shop, where everybody lies. And because she was surrounded by people who lie constantly all the time while she's working there, she developed a twitch. So she would twitch every time she heard somebody call bullshit. And that af that, that ability, that uh, affect that her character picks up for just this episode is used to perfection. When she finds out somebody is actually lying and she gets like flooded with lies and in the scene she is tw tw twitching like crazy. It is so well used, so inventive. There is a hyper-realistic bust made that is used as a face recognition to unlock a computer so the criminal can have access to deleting evidence. Um, it ha it's shot and filmed so great. Like There is a moment that is so much like an Alfred Hitchcock type of a thriller. So amazing. 
brutal and also the the knowledge of this guy who for 40 years has blamed himself for the tragic death of this actress on a movie he was filming and to find out that it was was not his fault that it was somebody else actively making the situation more dangerous brilliant it's just like so brutal first off it really makes the Laura character one of the most evil characters in the whole show and then how she kind of breaks mentally at the end and she sees all of the creatures that Arthur had made of this movie that was kind of this cathartic way for him to get past all the guilt he has in this like very surreal type of film that he was making all of those creatures come to life when Laura's mental breaks and ends up killing herself is it's such a good episode it made me excited to see what Natasha Leone directs next I think this was amazing um the use of that the the twitching um instead of her actively calling people out was absolutely amazing so good so brutal start like heart wrenching in some ways it has a great twist high body count uh every aspect of this episode i loved that's why it is my favorite uh like it's like between this one and the first episode are both really great but this one i think because stylistically it's different it has that kind of hitchcock feel to it the twists of different things the fact that it's such a bigger story and the visual kind of surreal nature of when she mentally breaks and she sees uh, these creatures come together, which then makes for great stop motion scenes in the movie. Amazing. Can't wait to see. Would also love to see Nick Nolte and Natasha Leone do something together in a movie as like father, daughter or whatever, uh, or just them hanging out. Like I would just I want to watch a movie. I want to watch an independent movie with Nick Nolte and Natasha Leone get drunk and hanging out. Right. That could be the whole movie. Just listening to them talk to each other. I would love it. I would love it so much. I would love it so much. They're ra just call it raspy voice. That's the movie. Doesn't have to be narrative. Just could be a whatever experimental art house film. I don't care. I just love their chemistry. And that's another aspect of this. And it's also one of the few ep episodes where where Charlie kills characters able to like open up to somebody about how she feels about her friend dying in the first episode and how she blames herself relating to how Arthur blamed himself for 40 years and walked away from the film industry in the same way Charlie blames herself for Natalie dying and kind of had to run away from that situation so great on so many levels that is why my favorite episode from Poker Face is episode eight, The Orpheus Syndrome. So good. So good. Honorable mentions, The Hook, the final episode, is great. Uh, the reason why I didn't make the list is because despite it being a great wrap-up to the season in general, it's not as much of a self-contained episode. Also, I believe it's the only episode where Charlie doesn't use her bullshit meter because everybody she comes in contact with in episode 10 already knows she can spot bullshit so they don't lie to her. 
So I think it's the only episode where she actually doesn't even use her ability. Uh, despite the fact that it's a great episode, it wraps the season up great. It sets up a second season in a great way. Uh, it also, we get to see a little bit more of Charlie's past, uh, her family, her sister, her niece. So it, it opens the show up a little bit, sets up a great set for a second season, um, and wraps the season up. But I didn't think as a whole, as a self-contained story, I didn't think the hook was that great. Benjamin Bratt's performance is also amazing. As he does, there's this monologue of him uh, reciting the lyrics to the Blues Traveler song, The Hook. And how those lyrics and how the term The Hook is used throughout the episode is great. So it is a great episode, but it is only an honorable mention. Episode 10, The Hook. Also, Episode 7, Future of the Sport, has a great twist. Uh, it is a she's in Tennessee and there is a uh, these two race car drivers. One guy's old on his way out. Other guys, a young, brash up and comer and a tragedy happens. It's also the only episode where there is no body count. But the twist is so good. It's almost fine that there's no body count, but it's at number seven. Uh, it has also one of the cheesiest scenes where somebody challenges another person to race in go-karts which i found to be kind of stupid but overall a great season some episodes better than the others probably my least favorite episode was the the dinner theater episode it just like cringy painful to watch but overall i really had a lot of fun also the rest and metal episode was you know it wasn't bad they're all fun episodes and i like that most of these episodes are self-contained stories. I love that we have this unconventional hero in Charlie Kale having this ability and how she's able to use it for good instead of all of these people who, instead of killing her, would rather have her work for them, use the, her ability for bad, and she uh, continues to use it for good. Uh, so a very sympathetic character, an outcast, uh, a reject, and somebody who gives voice to those people. It's a great show, a lot of fun, and I can't wait to see next season, season two, whenever that comes out. And I'll be excited to break those episodes down when it does. But let me do, let me recap my list one more time, and we will get out of here, shall we? This is my top five episodes from Poker Face season one. Starting off with number five is episode three, The Stall. My fourth favorite episode is episode four, Time of the Monkey. My third favorite episode is episode nine, Escape from Shit Mountain. My second favorite episode is episode one, The Dead Man's Hand. And my favorite episode of season one of Poker Face, the Peacock original series, is episode eight, the Orpheus Syndrome. Let me know how you would rank your favorite episodes from season one of Poker Face. Uh, maybe you liked the episodes that I didn't like. I would love to hear any of your opinions on the, sh the show itself, how you would rank them. And don't forget to check out, if you want, check out my episode recap podcast for Poker Face. If you want to hear me go in detail about every episode from season one 
Uh, so you can do that available on all podcast platforms as well as on YouTube. Uh, but I do want to thank you all for tuning in to this episode of top five from the Ray Taylor show. I hope you enjoyed my rankings and analysis of my top five episodes from season one of poker face. There are so many great shows and so many great movies, and I will be back next week for a whole new top five next Sunday. And don't forget to join the conversation by leaving a comment or rating on your favorite podcast platform as well as over on youtube.com slash inspired disorder if you're watching this. But until then, see you again next week for more top five. New episodes of The Ray Taylor Show come out every single day. Subscribe on YouTube and everywhere our podcasts are found. Binge the full week over at inspireddisorder.com slash plus. Buy Ray Taylor Show merch over at inspireddisorder.com. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Peace. Out! Today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about, everything that you've been wanting, every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had can become real. Dreams can come true. What you manifest in your mind, you can bring to reality.